0: All right, we are live on Twitter and YouTube with some reaction to the day. Got D-Nice, got Yanni. Hola. What's
1: up, fellas? What is going right. on? I'm pretty Dude, thrilled about the day of now. NFL betting, but not thrilled about what I just saw, the final score of the Phillies. I know this is an NFL show, but the Phillies don't make my life any fucking easy at all. Just just win a game because the Burrs fucking loss. You could have just gone up two and a half games, and here I am fretting about the Phillies after a great NFL day
0: sorry <laughs> so there's your Phillies update not good my apologies
1: but my Phillies apologies update
0: is not good hey but the Eagles update is good
1: um fly Eagles fly
0: but man I gotta just say so today there was some interesting stuff but I thought there was a lot of shitty football to be honest uh looking back like a lot of bad coaching decisions I was watching and, and I know that, like, it's easy to bitch about games where you lost bets, so I'm not going to talk about ones where I lost bets. But, like, what I saw of the Raiders game, it felt like Derek Carr was just floating the ball all over the place when he needed to be able to punch it in there at the end of the game when they had those opportunities where they did score eventually. But you had, like, two receivers running the same route into the end zone. (laughs) It just looked gross. You have the Cardinals, no touchdowns today, all field goals. And I actually had the Rams, so, like, I'm okay with it, but – just, like, gross offensively. You Sloppy. had a bunch of teams who scored some in the first half, and then the second half it was like they just shut it off. I mean, the Yanni, your Bills and the Dolphins today uh, was like – it was like it should have been the Bears and the Texans or something in the second half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just all over the place. But, uh, Yanni, what, what hit you today? Uh, I'm a little too worked up, so we need
2: some uh, some sense here. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty worked up about about my Bills game, too, so I, I hear you. Um, well, I, you know, I think you're right. It's, it's funny. Red Zone was just shutting down for the day, and Andrew Siciliano said had an amazing week one, had an amazing week two, and he said had an, okay, pretty good week three. So, I mean, I think he's kind of feeling that same way as far as just the overall quality of the games and play this week, maybe a little bit of a drop-off there. Um, you know, a few things stuck out to me. Number one, um, you know – and obviously, you guys know I was pretty high on the Colts going into the season. I thought they really, and I don't want to be over dramatic because it's week three, but I really think they made a statement to themselves by holding serve and beating Kansas City at home. I think that, you know, not only does it even them up at one, one, and one, which certainly looks a lot better than 02 and one, but I think being able to play with a quality opponent like Kansas City shows that, okay, hey, this team is pretty good. Their defense showed up, even minus their captain there. Um, And they did just enough. Matt Ryan did just enough offensively. So I think when you look at that, I think that's good. But really, I think, you know, we got to start looking and saying, who's a contender, who's a pretender after a few weeks? And, you know, we can say that the Chargers were banged up. And they were. They had a lot of injuries and, you know, whatever. But they really got run out of the building by Jacksonville there. And we talked about this last week, that this Jags team – Watch out. I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying that this is a Super Bowl contender, but I'll tell you what, this is not an easy out if you're playing them. And, and certainly as you're betting, um, you got to be aware of a team like that. So those are a few things that popped out to me. And lastly, I'll say um, the Minnesota Vikings there. They did not look great early, um, mm-hmm. but you know what? They, they battled and they found a way to win a home game that they had to win. And I think that those are the type of things that when you look back at the season – if you don't win those kind of games, your season can go sideways really quickly. When you find ways to win those you're in it when it comes down to the wire there. So a couple of nice wins for teams like Indy, Minnesota, you know, some of those teams that are kind of hanging around. Let me, uh,
0: let me react to those two games quick and then D will go to you to see what you thought from today. So yeah. you know, just on the Vikings, what I want to say is it was very, uh, I wanted to vomit a couple of times watching that game. I can't believe they're not getting the ball to Justin Jefferson more. Um, However, I will say at the end, what the Vikings do is lose games like that. I mean, that's just what they do. So, Yanni, to your point, the only positive takeaway I have from that game is that they found a way to win. And that's not what the Vikings normally do. So that was good. On the Jags game, Dee and I were actually talking about this right before we jumped on. So I bet the Chargers, full disclosure, at that minus three, when I got that news that Herbert was going to be in, I thought that was a, a good spot. That was a good line. Being hurt And them not scoring much. But that defense giving up 38 points to the Jags is unbelievable. Like, that defense was supposed to be good this year, and their only problem was against the run. And they just got destroyed in every facet of the game today. Like, they, they weren't even around. So that was a real bad loss for the Chargers, I thought, even if the Jags are more for real than maybe I thought they were. So,
1: Yeah, Yeah. pretty terrible loss there, especially because the Chiefs lost today. So you could go two and one there. I don't know what's going on in LA. The Chargers, I did have the team total under 27 and a half. So humble brag there. I did pick that one off. That was assuming that Herbert would be out. If he was in, I was thinking that it would be an ugly game and it was an ugly game for them. I'm just wondering like what their plan was, what the team plan was. And it just seems like, when you don't exactly know what's happening at the quarterback spot. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, he's playing. It's like, it just seems like a weird vibe there for the chargers. Again, it's been year after year after year. They have all the talent in the world. They should be a team that wins what 12 games, but here we are at one and two and it's only three weeks into the season, but it's like, are we going to have another year where it's nine and eight and they're struggling to get into the playoffs and it very well could be. So that was shocking late day. Early slate, I'd say, takeaways that I had, the Texans and the Bears. Why did the Red Zone channel show so much of that game? Like, all that I wanted to see was other games besides that. Especially because Montgomery got hurt and blew up our DFS lineups. So it was like,
2: I don't really care about that game. Yeah. And, tasty- and let's just say, the, the yeah. fact, not, not to interrupt, but the fact no, that no, went crazy leads yeah. you to believe yeah. that had Montgomery been in there, he would have been tearing things up. So anyways, yeah. I'm sorry about that probably
1: would have won a lot more money at DFS had that happen. So not sure why they were focused on that game. Cause we cared about the Ravens, right? And the Ravens takeaway there is they can score points. Lamar, maybe he had an elbow issue. I think he's good to go. Kind of worried about their defense a little bit. The secondary kind of giving up points. I didn't expect the Pats to put up a twenty-six spot, so that's um, a spot to watch. I saw that Mac Jones got hurt late game. Don't yeah. know the extent of that injury. Last play of the game. Uh, don't know what's happening there. What I read. Okay. Uh, I mean, okay.
0: They'll do more tests, but it, it looks like it could be serious, though.
1: So that's something to take away as we take a look at the Week Four lines. Um, so it could be serious. I didn't even see that. So that's who's the Patriots backup, guys. They still got right. a Ryan Hoyer. Oh my god, is it still Hoyer? <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. oh my
1: god, I'm pretty sure that guy's like 44, but I guess Tom Brady's 45, right? So, um, and then the other takeaway fly, Eagles fly. Of course, I think that they're a top five team in the NFC. Carson Wentz, we know, is not good, he got sacked nine times. That's an element of a couple or a few things there. One, I think that the Eagles really wanted that game, they wanted to just murder Wentz the Redskins don't have a good offensive line. God, I, I call them the Redskins again. Uh, don't have a good offense. It's been three the years. The yeah. But it's the commanders. commanders. And I think that the Eagles pass rush us in certain times, man, if you let them get through, then they're going to keep coming and coming and coming. So, and then last takeaway, Cincy needed that game, I think that most of us had a Cincy bet in our pocket. Cincy alt spreads. I know were pretty popular. Um, they got it done. Wasn't the prettiest win, but they got it done. Put up a total of like 330 yards. I saw I saw more of that game in the first half. Need to take a look at what happened third quarter, but probably some garbage yards for Flacco late. So since he needed that game and they got it home, but pretty successful day overall. And we still didn't even touch on the Chiefs and Colts yet, Tasty.
0: Yeah, Yanni, I want to go back to one of the games that Dee mentioned, which is the Ravens-Patriots. Um, and I'd love to hear, do you have any takeaways from watching that game, uh, whether it's either team
2: offensively, defensively? Yeah, I. you know, to be honest, the game went kind of how I thought it would go. I mean, New England was hanging around there. They actually had the lead early in the third quarter there. So for a while, I, I got to say, I was sweating it a little bit because as you guys know, I was Hammering the Ravens for the last 10 days in this game. Um, But, you know, it did go a little bit the way that I thought. And what I mean by that is New England had a pretty sound offensive game plan as far as trying to really just run the football. And the difference I think with this Ravens team from maybe what we've seen in years past is they're not as physical on defense against the run. So New England was having some success there. As a result, Mac Jones was able to make some plays here and there, and, and you know they were able to kind of stay in the game. At the end of the day, though, what happened? Mac Jones made some mistakes. The Patriots couldn't quite get over the hump in a couple of key spots, and Baltimore was able to really put points up in this game, which is kind of what I expected to happen there. So I think when we're looking, I mean, we got to start saying at this point, Lamar Jackson's pretty automatic with that offense. I mean, he's running it well. He's throwing it pretty well. He did have one bad pick in the game, but he's throwing the ball pretty well. They're a tough team to defend. And that's without their left tackle. That's with just getting healthy at running back. So I think that offense is going to continue to go in the right direction. What they need to do if they want to really be a contender is they got to figure out how to fix that defense.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yanni. I was thinking the same thing. I was actually I'm a little concerned with their defense after today. Like. You know, I didn't watch the whole game. And I thought Mac Jones actually made some really nice throws today. It wasn't like his receivers were running wide open on every play. But they gave up 447 yards of offense to New England without uh, Jacoby Myers, too. So this is a team that uh, really should not be a high-powered offense. And I think any NFL offense, you give up, you know, 17 points, 20, okay. But they kind of got torched and... And you could say either they got bailed out or they were just good enough to get the four turnovers. But if they didn't get those four turnovers, this game looks a lot, lot different because New England was moving the ball pretty easily. So I, I'm I'm relatively concerned about Baltimore's defense at the moment.
2: Yeah, we, we made a note, or I made a note. I have an, about six or seven notes here, and one of my notes is Baltimore overs <laughs> moving forward. So that's I think probably a really good call, yeah. Yeah, I think based on what you said, I mean, we've got to start looking and saying their offense is cruising, their defense is not. So we, we really need to start looking at what the totals are and and you know are those overs kind of a standard play for the time being?
1: Yeah, it's a pretty good call because I mean, how many games went over today? Not that many. And the unders were 22 and 10 coming into today. And the Ravens have all three Ravens games gone over. I know that last week did, but in week one, probably not actually because the Jets didn't hold up their end of the deal but yeah that is a great call take a look at the overs for the ravens because that defense is not that good they were aided by the pats i think they blitzed i saw on 46 percent of plays which is interesting yeah crazy and the four turnovers but they gave up 7.1 yards per play to the pats and that's not a recipe for success not something we would expect against the patriots to your point, tasty without Jacoby Myers. Didn't expect that one either, but he was a late scratch.
0: Yeah, I I like the um, going back and looking some at which teams are tending to go over or under. Um, because just I didn't double check all the lines, but just running through them quick. I think the unders were eight and five today. Um, so I think again it was Yeah, a like games what games up.
1: would have gone under. Like, I think the Lions and Vikes snuck over because they got to 50. They it snuck over, yeah. Snuck over the Ravens, yep. as we mentioned. I know that well, the, the Titans and the Raiders, because I had 46 that pushed, but depending if you had a 45 and a half spot, right. that it could would go over. Either way a little but bit, so. th- but yeah. it's pretty funny that, like um, in recent years, like we said, okay, take a look at the cowboys and the raiders and certain teams is look at them as being in an, an over team. And right now, I don't think that there is such a thing. We have very low blitz rates. And I guess the too high safety, just like it's it kind of feels like a different league right now. Like it's just trying to figure out how to get above 24 points and not many teams are successfully doing it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, before we turn our attention to uh, to the lines for next week, if it's not too painful, Yanni, I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, your bills and the Dolphins and what we saw in that game today.
2: Oh, it is painful, but I'll do my best. Um, All right. You know, it, <laughs> the game actually went somewhat how I expected. Um, I, you know, obviously, I was hoping for a Bills victory, but they moved the ball. I mean, really, they moved the ball just fine. And when you look at closer at the game, the Bills had 500 total yards. The Dolphins had 200. So, I mean, they dominated the game. They had 40 minutes to 20 minute time of possession in the Miami humidity there. Yet they were the ones that were cramping up and, you know, that kind of a thing. But look, at the end of the day, there's two things here. They had too many injuries to overcome, even though I thought that their reserves played pretty well. Um, but, you know, just there were a couple big plays where we were watching and I'm saying to my kid, I'm like, Jordan Poyer makes that play. You know, and it, so you, uh-huh. you see some of those things that are happening in that game. Um, but I think that to me, what was really interesting. So the Bills definitely shot themselves in the foot. And I don't know how much of the game you saw. But, you know, they couldn't kicked the field goal before half. They blew it. They missed a 36-yard field goal. They dropped an easy pick six. They dropped a touchdown. So, I mean, you know, lots of those self-inflicted wounds that kind of when you look at that box score and say, how did they not score more than 21 points with 500 yards? You're kind of seeing how that happened. Um, as I think you guys know, I have a team total which did not get there because of those self-inflicted wounds. Um, so a little salty about that. But really, here's, here's the interesting thing. The Dolphins, I give them credit because when they needed a big play, they made it, you know, fourth and one, fourth and goal. They, they were able to make the plays that they needed. Their defense was relentless despite being on the field for 40 minutes. I mean, they were still bringing it the whole game. But what really I think to me stood out more than anything is that I think we still have to pause the breaks on Tua and what he is. I mean, he did not really play well. He made one big-time throw. I give him credit. It was a third and 22, and, you know, he chucks it downfield again. I have to believe that if Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyder in the game, that doesn't happen. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. But really, he was going up against, no exaggeration, a team missing six of their seven top defensive backs. And, wow. you know, <laughs> and two their starting linemen, and he really couldn't throw the ball. He couldn't get it to Tyree Kill. They, You know, it's just – I look at that, and to me, I still have concerns about that because I'm looking at that and saying, if that's Tom Brady, if that's Aaron Rodgers, if that's these, you know, big-time quarterbacks, you expect that they can exploit an area like that. So, at the end of the day, right now, the Dolphins are three and zero, and I'm not just saying this with bias. I truly believe the Bills are still a much better team than they are, and I think it comes down to the quarterback position.
1: Great thoughts, D. You have yeah.
2: thoughts
1: on that game? I think it's a sell high spot on the dolphins right now uh yanni great breakdown can't do any better Tua, 13 of 18 for 186 yards i guess he might have had a concussion i see that the nfl is investigating yeah. him coming back too quickly um yeah. maybe that had to do with him in the second half not doing much but if i tell you that josh Allen went 42 63 for 400 yards and two touchdowns and two went 13 of 18 for 186 yards he didn't have any turnovers right i'd say okay the bills put up 30 to 35 points easily and they win that game so no um it didn't happen for all of the reasons that yanni broke down but i mean sell high spot on the dolphins i think that they are a decent team and i think that they're a playoff team and credit to their d looked really good it's hard to play in that heat man for four quarters i mean let's keep that in mind too that the bills coming off of a short week sure Six of their top seven <laughs> D backs out. That's not good. Short week, and you're in the heat. You know, it's just kind of one of those things. I mean, I think it's a sell high spot, and maybe we can take a look at them against the Bengals next week, right? Well, I'm gonna say the Bengals let's, let's are laying as, too. It's already moving the line.
0: Yeah, let's use that as a transition point. So uh, the Bengals are minor, minus one and a half uh, for next week against the Dolphins in Cincinnati. Uh, it's moving
1: right problems? now. It's moving.
0: Okay. Um, it's uh
1: two, two and a half.
0: All right, I'll check. I know there was one and a half like fifteen minutes ago. So um let me double. Yeah, check it's what,
1: um two and a half or uh, yeah, two and a half at DraftKings right now, too. If you go to the unabated, yeah, there's one one and school, a half I think it's pretty school, good.
0: Though, so I think we're just between okay. one and a half and two and a half, but maybe it's moving that direction, you know. So Okay, um,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, so what do you think about that line then uh, if we think maybe Miami is so high at the moment?
1: Short week. I mean, I'm not going to bet the Dolphins in this game if I had to do anything, it would have to be Cincy. I mean, I like what Cincy did today. They're, they're playing against the Jets, so keep that in mind. I mean, at home, it could be an ugly game. Not too sure what the over-under is on this. I think it's a Cincy or, or pass at this point. I mean, I'm, I'm not – sold on Cincy but if I want to have to back up what I just said like a minute or two ago of sell high spot on the Dolphins then this is it right here and I think we're seeing it with the spread going from one to one and a half up to two and a half at certain books right now so Cincy are no bet for me
2: yeah I I like the Bengals and you know I don't know to be honest which team between these two right now is better I think they're probably fairly even but I like Cincy in this spot. I mean, I think Miami. You know, if if you guys, I know you guys follow that NFL memes, but I don't know if you saw the picture. It said uh, Dolphins celebrating win over Bills practice squad, and they're like pouring champagne and whatever. It's kind of funny. But but I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of an element to truth to that. They put everything they had into that game as their mini Super Bowl for that, and it's hard to bounce back and be fired up after that, going on the road against a good team now the one thing that would scare me with the Bengals is they're still having some protection, you know, trouble on the offensive line. And I can tell you that Miami defense, they're relentless. I mean, they keep coming after you and coming after you and coming after you. So that would scare me a little bit with the Bengals, but I I like the Bengals in this spot. I think this is an opportunity for Cincinnati to really kind of reestablish themselves as a legitimate playoff team and kind of just knock Miami back to the realms of, of, you know, reality, because right now they're flying high as a, Hey, we're undefeated. We're, We're Kings of the world. And do I think they're a good team? Yes. Do I think they're a playoff team? Yes. Are they going to go undefeated? No. So, you know, I'm looking at that and saying, this is a good spot for the Bengals in my opinion. Yeah, that's, I think um, what you said about the
0: pass rush for the dolphins is going to go a long way in determining what happens in this game. Like I was just looking on, you know, pro football focus and the cornerback ratings for the dolphins are like 82nd out of 91 Uh, cornerbacks 89th out of 91 so the strength of that defense is not in the secondary as much as it is at least currently as it is um, on the line so I think if Cincinnati's offensive line can keep growing and give Burrow some time um, that should be a good spot I mean really the Bengals should be able to match up offensively in terms of skill positions Uh, Mixon's better than what the Dolphins have at running back I think and then the receivers are Somewhat comparable, um, so it's it's two good potentially good offenses going against each other. So, um, Yanni, do you have another another game where the line stood out to you for next week?
2: Yeah, there's a couple. You know, I I'm really looking. You know, and obviously some of this may depend on what happens here in a few minutes, but I, I'm on the 49ers train. They're at home next week uh, against the Rams, and. I think the fact that the Rams came away with a win today, that, that kind of helps us with some value here because I still just the, this Rams team doesn't look good. They don't look right. Um, you know, they found a way to win today. They played good defense. I'll give them that. But I think San Francisco at home in that game, I got to take them right now. It's sitting at minus one and a half. Again, a lot could happen after tonight's game. Who knows? But, um, you know, I'm on San Fran tonight and, and I'm, I'm looking ahead to them as well next week. What about you, D? Anything
1: else sticking out to you? I'm taking a look at it right now. The Panthers, I see, ticking to minus one. I don't hate the Panthers um, against the Cardinals. I actually got them at plus three a few days ago. I think the Cardinals are still one of the worst teams in the league. Do I like to lay points with Baker Mayfield, though? No. So, if that was still a dog, I'd say hit it. Um, Natural thought, Packers favored by eight, eight and a half. That's a natural teaser, like playing the Patriots. And honestly, the Patriots are saying that they fear ligament damage for Mac Jones. So that might be by the Packers right now before that moves anymore. And is that a night game? No, Um, it's a late afternoon game. Packers at home. I know that they struggled today to move the ball, but it's the Bucks' D Patriots D not as good. And if we have Hoyer and all signs point to Hoyer starting this game, this could easily be a Packers by double-digit spot. So that is something that strikes me. Also, Raiders being favored against the Broncos. I want to see what the Broncos show us tonight. The Broncos, I know that everybody's down on Hackett, and they're down on Russ. Let's see what's going on tonight. Um, I don't like the Raiders. I know that Arroyo loves when I fade the Raiders, but (laughs) the Raiders, man, they're 0-3, and I think that they have some serious problems. I know that they're going to be – in the comfort of their own home. But Broncos have moved the ball in the first two weeks. It's just basically red zone that they haven't converted. I like the defense overall, and I don't like what the Raiders have put on tape. So I'm not sure that the Raiders should be a favorite against the Broncos. But again, let's see what happens tonight. And Rams and Niners are at, if I'm reading this right, a pick at certain spots, minus two Niners right now. I'm not going to do anything with that. Currently. I want to see what the, what they do tonight, but that is very interesting that uh, you could have a marquee matchup and that's a Sunday night football game next week that we have the Niners and the Rams.
0: Yeah. And that Yanni, you know, you bringing up the Niners and the Rams as well. Um, I, I just looked it up and the Niners have beaten the Rams six straight games, uh, three in San Francisco, you know, three uh, at the Rams. I actually am considering getting on that now because I think if San Francisco does come out and like roll the Broncos tonight, I definitely think that can move up to a field goal, um, maybe three and a half. Although from where we are now, that would be a pretty substantial move uh, to get all the way to three and a half. But I could definitely see it getting to three. Um, So I don't I don't hate the idea of taking a shot on that now, especially just, looking at historically how that
2: matchup has gone in, in recent times. So, yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I like the Niners tonight, but I really like them on the look ahead next. I, you know, I think that they, like you said, that's a matchup that they match up really well in they've owned them. I think at home they, they take care of business next week. So if if you, if you like to bet look ahead lines to me, that's one I'm looking at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and D I'm, I'm with you about that. Um, Denver and, and Vegas line too. I think that's an interesting one, especially after watching the Raiders some today. I thought they were pretty unimpressive and uninspiring, yeah. and they are going back home, and so that you know that's better probably. But they played the Titans, who I think are a pretty bad team, and looked bad against that team. So, um, but if again, if if the Broncos would get beaten tonight, especially if they get beaten badly, I don't see that line going Denver's way. You know, Denver would For have to sure. Play for that to happen
1: so for sure yeah you know, like it would be shocking to see the raiders go and four but taking a look at what they're putting on tape right now it's like what are you guys re- really doing hunter renfro was out today he'll be back i assume so that'll be a plus yeah just see what happens with the broncos tonight uh bills and ravens is a, a very good game next week the bills are currently fared by three on the road over under 54 and a half i didn't do anything on the um like is 54 and a half still too low considering the fact that the bills have all of these issues and the ravens were were saying that they're an over team i i'd love it to be like a 51 or a 52 but they're already hanging a 54 and a half it seems like a
2: shootout in that game right I, I would think so, but I I mean, the last two times these teams have played, though, they played, you know, kind of lower scoring type games. And I don't I don't know the reason exactly for that. Um, yep. I think a lot of it's going to come down to uh, really on both sides, but certainly on the Bills side, who who's in and who's out, because, again, I mean, you, you know, you're. There's a big difference in the NFL between having to play three or four backups and having to play eight or nine backups. You know, I mean, it's it it makes a big difference across the board there. So I I think you got to wait and see on that. Um, I mean, to your point, the Ravens defense doesn't look very good. But to me, where the Ravens defense looks bad is against the run, Um, which, again, not not what we're used to seeing over the years with the Ravens but they seem to be struggling a little bit with that. The bills don't really run the ball. Um, you know, they, they occasionally I'll hand it off to kind of, you know, play along, but so I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes as far as that game plan there. And um, in theory, to me, that should be a shootout, but boy, that's a lot of points.
1: Especially because there's what we're 22 and 10 prior to today on the unders and tasty. I think you said that it was like eight and five or something. So, it's just an underworld that we're living in right now. So yeah, yeah. Well, point and, taken, and I, it's hard to lay 54 and a half.
0: Like, like I do. Th- and I know that we all know this, like we've talked about this before, as you get more experience um, that you, you realize that lines that look too good to be true are probably too good to be true for some reason. It's like the chiefs today. A lot of people love the chiefs, but it, I feel like you kind of have to pump the brakes. So I'll, I only made two bets on my early look-ahead uh, lines, and one of them was under 55 on the Bills and the Ravens. And it was because of some of that historical stuff. Like, I look at those two teams, and, Yanni, what you said earlier honestly scares me about how the, the Ravens have it rolling offensively. And if they struggle, it's on defense, and we know that the Bills are And then D, what you brought up about the yards gained and stuff today, I'm like, oh shit, that was probably a terrible bet. But I had been looking at some of the historical stuff and how they tend to play each other, and that was one um, that I actually played already. So,
1: and I look, it makes sense. It's hard to you know bet an over 55. I mean, we saw the over under and Bills and Dolphins today tick up to 55. We saw 40 total points in that game. Now, granted, it was soaring over in the first half until um everything died but in this nfl right now this is probably good that we're having this conversation like you don't just blindly bet these overs and i know that the ravens look like an over team right now but 55 is a big big number
0: yeah well hey i want to ask you guys about another one that i looked good to me this is the other bet that I already made but it's still I got it at minus 110 but it's still available at minus 115 so see what you guys think and that's the Colts at home minus three against the the Titans next week Uh, pretty well established that I and I think many of us are not too high on the Titans and I like that it's in Indy and maybe they get a little momentum off today who knows Uh, but any thoughts on that matchup next week between the Titans and the Colts in Indianapolis
2: I, on my end, I, you know, I think you're, you're right. If I'm looking at this game, I'm looking at the home team here, just because I do think the Colts are a better team than the Titans. Um, but I don't know, to me, this line seems right where it should be though. I, I don't yeah. know, you know, to, it, it seems like the Colts should win this game by a field goal And in, in Tennessee. They showed some signs of life today. Derrick Henry was able to get some running going. Um, you know, Robert Woods was able Tannehill looked okay at times so I mean they got the offense going a little bit the defense is still respectable so you know we'll see how how big how much of an impact did that win over Kansas City have on Indy will that springboard them to you know kind of go on a run I think they win this game but I have a feeling again divisional game I think it's probably going to be pretty close so for me I I can't necessarily play it at this point even though I would take the home team for sure here
0: yeah that makes sense D, any
1: thoughts on that game? I'm currently in the same boat. I wanted to see a little bit more out of the Colts offense today. I'm glad that they got the win because I don't want the Colts to be, you know, written off here in September. But I was taking a look at this line yesterday, thinking that the Titans would, you know, perhaps look not so good again today and that the Colts would give me a little bit more on the offensive end of the ball. At three, if you're going to take the Colts, take them at three. I'm certainly not a shot in hell going to take it at three and a half. To your point, Tasty, there are some threes out there. It looks like DraftKings, if this is updated, it's at a minus 115. It's a little bit more juicy at FanDuel. But it's a stay away for me. I'm going to watch this game. It's in the 1 o'clock slot, so there's probably going to be a ton of other games on. But just try to take some takeaways from it and say, okay, do the Titans, you know, do they continue to improve? Do they look as bad as they looked in week one and two or Colts also, can they continue to get right? I think that Matt Ryan, like if we're just taking a look at what he's shown us in the first three weeks of the year, Matt Ryan might be a bottom five quarterback of all the starters right now. And that's putting it lightly. Like he looks bad. So it's hard for me to lay points with a quarterback like that, even if it is at home. And even if we all collectively think that Titans are a bottom 10 to 12 team in the league right now is kind of where I have them at. It's Colts or no bet, but it's a layoff for me right now.
0: Makes sense. I'll, uh, I'll just try to, you know, when I cash, I'll just make sure and message both, both of you. And if I go, <laughs> like if I if told I go, you, it's the Colts. <laughs> I'll, I'll hurdle up and not say anything. No. um, uh, Yanni, you have any other lines that are sticking out, man, as you look at the board?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I think Dee mentioned it, part of it, there's some teaser options there. I think Green Bay to me right now is an automatic teaser in that game. I, I, don't, yeah. there's no, I, I don't see any way they lose that game at home, um, whether Mac Jones is playing or not. If he's not, I think that just probably helps them. But um, that, and then obviously the Eagles are at minus seven. Uh, I know we just hyped up the Jaguars, but going on a back-to-back road game, um, against that I mean it's hard to see the Jags pulling off that upset I, I think you know it might be a competitive game but it's hard to win so I like that teaser option I also think when you look at a uh, teaser option there you can look at teasing Denver up um, in that game you know right now you could probably get them at plus eight or plus seven and a half and you know it's hard to see a divisional game Denver has a good defense I think Hard to see them losing that game by double digits, right? So I think you've got a few teaser legs that you can look ahead to there. And then one other um, point, and we obviously talked about Denver and the Raiders here, but I think you can look at an under in that game. I mean, that game to me has all the makings of a, you know, 2017-21-20 type game. Um. right now it looks like that total sitting at 46 and a half it may even go up to 47 if it does I think it's very much in play but I like the under there I, I think again the Raiders we've talked about being an under team I think you know especially in a divisional game against a good defense like Denver I think that game probably stays under in my opinion
0: I like it D anything else sticking out to you
1: Agreed. I like all those teaser angles. Now, just being reminded again that the Saints and Vikings is a London game next week. That's Vikings right. favored the morning game. It, it was. I did actually. It jogs my memory. I bet the Vikings yesterday morning in that game. Small amount, like not compared to my. Just, just to have it um in the account. Apparently, um, London favorites are eight and zero straight up in their past eight games. The Saints don't look so hot. Again, we don't know what kind of Kirk Cousins that we're going to get in any given Sunday. We don't know what Kirk Cousins that we'll get, you know, overseas six-hour time difference. I have no idea what's going to go on there. But it looks like the Vikes are ticking up to two-and-a-half, three, over under 44-and-a-half. I typically, as a rule, stay away from the London games unless there's a really solid angle that I have. Um, I thought that the Vikes were a better team than the Saints, so I took them. It it was at a pick or minus, was it a one yesterday? I think. Um, I wanted to see more from the Vikes today, didn't happen, even though that they won the game. So that I think is interesting. Um, Cowboys, I do want to see what their defense shows us tomorrow night. And granted, we'll be against uh Jones, um, and the Giants, but at 42 and a half. My first thought of commanders and Cowboys was over in that game. Like my saying is that you can stumble your way and do an over, but again, current NFL landscape, it's hard to just trust blindly overs, but 42 and a half, 42, actually some books right now, um, I thought was an overlook, but I want to see what the Cowboys give us tomorrow night. I don't think that comes down off of that number too much lower I know that Wentz looks not great today but we also saw that Wentz you know in garbage time last week could move the ball and he also I know he had two picks in week one but he had four touchdowns and he moved the ball so you can get points from the commanders just not against a team that has a good pass rush which is why I want to see what the Cowboys do tomorrow because at times with Parsons they can have a good pass rush so
0: yeah, I think I like the Vikings look too. Um, one of the things that I, I not knowing or remembering about the London thing. I was thinking about the Saints being at home and I think the Saints have just really looked terrible. And granted, the Vikings can look terrible at times, too. So it's not like, you know, I'm trusting them to come blow people away. But the Saints are not a team that I want to be betting on right now. And I think that line being under three is a pretty decent look uh for the vikings there another one maybe last one because i know then we're we're running into kickoff here so we'll wrap this up but any thoughts from you guys one other one that stuck out to me was just the chiefs and the bucks and i know that the bucks were depleted of all their weapons i know that they have cole beasley now he had a really nice catch today even though it was a short one but it was it was pretty they'll get mike evans back julio jones will probably be back he was questionable today so they're going to get some of their weapons back for sure. So I know they're not the same team next week that they were this week, but they've struggled mightily offensively, obviously this week, but last week against the saints as well. Um, really have struggled to move the ball. And then the defense has been okay, but man Rogers and the Packers moved it fine with very few weapons for a lot of the game, even though they didn't put up a lot of points today. And I think Kansas city coming off a loss is a place where i would like to look to them as a potentially positive spot and that's still under three right now i think it was at one and a half or two maybe it's a two and a half now um it is in tampa bay but i think that's an interesting one for kansas city and i think that i don't know i could see that getting to three or three and a half uh potentially probably three three and a half might be a
2: lot yanni any thoughts on that game I think you're right if you want to bet Kansas City, the sooner you do it, the better, because I would guess that that line's gonna go more in that direction. Um, but you know, I, I'll tell you what, I don't think I can bet this game because there's so many conflicting, I guess, angles for me when I look at it. Um, on the one hand, I think that we get some value with the bucks, really for what you mentioned. Watch their offense kind of struggle. But again, we're going to get two key cogs back next week in that offense. And I think that will make a pretty substantial difference for them. Um, And then additionally, I mean, obviously we all remember the Super Bowl and this isn't quite the same as defense as far as the pass rush goes. But I, you know, for me, that's where it kind of conflicts with what you said. You've got Kansas City coming off a loss. I think overall, they're probably a little better team than Tampa Bay, Um, you know, at least I don't know I guess that's that's negotiable. But anyways, bottom line for me is there's too many conflicting angles here. I can't really make a play with any kind of confidence to say, hey, here's why I like this side. Um, I do think, to your point, if you want to bet Kansas City, I think you do that sooner than later.
0: D, any thoughts on that one before we wrap it up here?
1: I'm with you guys. I think this is definitely a game that we'll talk about on the Wednesday night podcast, Chiefs and Bucks. Um, to Yanni's point, conflicting angles right now. The Bucks, we're going to get guys back. How many guys back do they get? I don't know. I don't love how Brady has looked early, but I think, you know, it's Tom Brady. We'll expect him to get right. I think that if this game were played, you know, in week one, I think we'd see a total higher than 47 and a half. Now that things are being suppressed, I think this is a game that we would see lined at like 51 or so. But now that the Bucks D has looked good and and they they look decent today, but they know how to generate turnovers. And Mahomes has been not turnover prone, but he's thrown some passes that make you kind of scratch your head. The Bucs will force that. So you play this game on a neutral field, and I think that I do think the Chiefs are a half point to a point better. So then you put that in Tampa. It's like, what should the line be? i don't know two and a half if you're gonna bet the chiefs do it now because to your point tasty two and a half could become three sure it's a stay away for me right now and i kind of want to break down some more of the stats from today but it's definitely a game that that we'll be digging more into on wednesday night i think guys
0: sounds good man well hey that's uh we covered a lot of ground and uh you know lots of interesting lines for this week i know it's uh you know been a good week betting for you guys at least I think uh, for me not you know medium medium
1: Only still down have a Sunday, evens, still have handle, Sunday you know? and Monday
0: that's right we still have, I do have a. I I do have a couple bets tonight uh riding with you guys on the 49ers and then and the under so hopefully can get those and uh and get back to even for the week at least I've been more yeah, in in, uh, in college football lately so I'll see if I can keep that going too not something I'd done before so but that's not what we're here for. All right. Well, you lead the Uh, way
1: in college. I'm awful with college and I just make fun of college football because I'm like, how can people be entertained by this? But I guess, you know, having three touchdowns in four minutes is entertaining, but Hey, um, if you can handicap it well, then sign me up and I'll keep riding your bets, man.
0: Yeah. Here's my problem is anytime I get on a good run with something and I'm like, Oh, I'm pretty good at this. The very next week is bad. So I kind of just stay disciplined and you know, not growing pains, this, so. growing yeah.
1: pains for sure. Right. sure. But All yeah, right, hopefully well, uh, we can get this under home tonight at 45, right? Like if we can get this under home tonight, it would be a great week. And I think that we'll glean some more takeaways from the Niners and Broncos, because I do feel like these are two teams that we expect a lot out of, but we're not entirely certain what we're going to get on the week to week for many reasons, which we could break down in podcasts, but um for the Broncos like coaching and Russ um and the Niners it's like okay now you got Jimmy G back and you don't have Trey Lance so what are we going to get it's going to be interesting tonight
0: it will be interesting and it's time to go watch so time thanks to everybody uh, who's watching this for checking it out or on the podcast for listening make sure you go follow at Yanni underscore bet and at Sir Wager Rager uh we'll have the best bets show again this week and then uh D podcast comes out Thursday, breaking some of these games down in greater detail. Um, And I'm sure that I will talk to you guys soon. So thanks for hanging tonight. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. You got it.